We're going to take Corona lightly right now and enjoy a Corona. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. I love being loved. Well, you said there were a lot of questions. A lot of people wanted to see this podcast. Thank you, by the way. I I, I feel flattered. My favorite, my favorite daughter. Best daughter I've ever had. I love that line. This is one of the most requested, highly requested guests that has been impossible to have sit down and talk to me for an hour, although we're in quarantine, so it's the perfect time. He is a chef, he is a software engineer, and he is my dad, Mark Fable. Well, thank you for that introduction. I don't know if I'm worthy. <laughs> thank you for making the requests, everybody. Actually, I talk to Lane all the time. I just don't all talk time. with the headsets, the microphone in this environment. So Yeah, normally we're doing 20 other things, so cheers. Cheers. Oh, what a pretty orange. Chef um, cut us these garnishes for our cocktails. We weren't messing around for this episode. I'm not really a chef. I just have the heart of a chef and the passion of a chef. But I would say you're a chef because you definitely can create a dish out of anything. Yes, okay, that's creative. Exactly. I have questions from... What am I trying to say? Listeners. But Listeners, I also... subscribers. Yes. Fans. Is there anything you'd like to say before I dive into that? Me? Yeah. No, I'm just glad to be here. I want everybody to be safe. We're going through yes. some really unbelievably crazy times. And uh, let's use it and make the most of it. Make the Spend most of it. Spend time with your family. Eat at home. So Stay healthy. <laughs> cook your own food. It's nice if you can do it. Usually there's a pressing topic, but I don't really want to talk about Corona too much because... Yeah, I think enough's been said. I'd like a little lightheartedness in this episode, considering I've been going live and talking about Corona. I have made one post, though, on, the, on, on this whole topic. I'll just get right to it and just that's it. What's that? Okay. So, in the whole world, forget about politics, don't blame anybody. We have one race. We are the human race. There's one virus, this COVID-19. It wants to survive in nature by attaching to human lungs, healthy human lungs, and depriving us of life-sustaining lung function. That's it. Enough said. Nobody did great. Nobody did terrible. Nobody could expect it. It's the human race against the virus. Let's pull together and do this. Let's do this. Okay. I think that's a nice acknowledgement, but I really, we've talked about it so much. I'd love to move on from it. Let's move on. Normally, I would set up like a track of where I would go with episode. Actually, that's such a lie. It's just all over the place. Anyways, let's do a little bit of background. Give me like the quick elevator pitch of you and your life or who you are. Okay. That's a, that's a big question. However me, you want to... Me, my life, and who I am. Well, I think I tried to put together a little sentence. I have it somewhere in a profile somewhere <laughs> that you set up for me. Basically, um, born as a son to a great family, my mom and dad. My dad's not with us anymore, but uh, it's all about the family and knowing knowing how to love, learning how to love. That's the most important thing in in the world. Then uh, I guess I became a husband, and that was awesome. Uh, Matter of fact, in a month, we're going to be celebrating the 32nd anniversary, which is unbelievable. Then became a father, and I cannot tell you what a big role (laughs) that is. (laughs) Being a father is, uh, yeah, that's a a lifelong, lifelong commitment. 
And then after that, I enjoyed coaching youth lacrosse. That worked out pretty well for Shane and some of his buddies. I'm a little sad that we can't see any lacrosse games. This would be the kind of highlight of the season, starting conference play. Not going to happen anywhere in the country. Not going to happen anywhere in the NCAA. Missed that a lot. So, you know, we move on. And uh, I think that's pretty much who I am. Actually, that's a great starting point. So what was and it like? Hell's Kitchen kid. I'm extremely proud of fourth generation. I was just going to say. Born and raised in Hell's Kitchen. Born and raised in New York City. What was it like growing up in Hell's Kitchen in the 70s, 60s, 70s? Well, it, 70s really. It was a very different, well, 60s. I was born in 61. Yeah. Very, very different than now. Not Disney. Not people walking around, hanging out at bars. We had bars, but more staggering than walking and smiling and laughing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned that right now in New York that uh, Hell's Kitchen can start to look a little bit like it looked in the 70s. We had major problems with things like homeless prostitution, drug addiction, mm -hmm. heroin was really kind of the big rampant issue. <laughs> I, I don't... This is way before the opiate crisis, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, it, you know, a lot of things happened, but the, the development in the neighborhood and, you know, certain certain mayors, I think, made it a much better, safer place to live. And right now, let's hope it stays a safe place because there's a lot of uh, anxiety, panic, and mm -hmm. uh, people roaming the streets at night. It's starting to look a little bit more like it looked in the 70s, but let's let's get off that. Well, yeah, that no, topic. I want to like an upbeat... The thing I think I was so excited to have you on the podcast is my dad is one of the most positive people I know and can always find like a silver lining and I feel like that's where I got it from and definitely I want to hear like what are some stories you remember growing up in Hell's Kitchen that stand out to you and like it's quintessential Hell's Kitchen. Okay, well, you're asking a lot here. You might not <laughs> know this, but uh, one thing about Times Square, and it was kind of a red light district, you know, we had a whole lot of... Uh, you know, adult-only, triple-X theaters. In Hell's Kitchen? Oh, my God. See, I don't know this. Yeah, yeah. It was not Disney. 42nd Street was the red light district. I'm oh, talking... Wow. Yeah. Years okay. ago. So, so anyway. Decades ago. You guys can look it up. Prostitution everywhere. Pornography everywhere. All sorts of seedy, deviant behavior everywhere. And we had a lot of whatever you want to call it, strip clubs, uh, peep shows. There's all sorts of words for the different establishments. And being born there and raised there, the thing that's amazing is that there was total families and communities. Like my mom was always super involved in the neighborhood, very involved with our church, mm -hmm. the Holy Cross Parish, beautiful church, oldest structure on 42nd Street. Uh, we all went to Holy Cross Grammar School which is not there anymore, but was for like 90 years. My mother went there, my father went there, my brothers and I, different times, but it was kind of awesome. And I could never go to any of these establishments because people always knew who I was. Like there were eyes everywhere. I just couldn't even go. I did not see it going I'm like I'm like a native New Yorker, Hell's Kitchen kid, and I just couldn't go to any of these places. But your I, friends I won't would? mention. I won't mention any names, but maybe some of my friends have lifetime passes to certain places <laughs> like Show World and everything else. It, anyway, we're not going to go into tokens and everything else. But but basically, yeah, no, it was never something I could do because everybody knew me everywhere I went, even in Times Square and Hell's Kitchen. That's... And that's from having your mom being very involved, being a part Your of mom. a community. Yeah, my mom. Yeah. My mom. 
Um, wow, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, there's more, but I'm not going to do too much of that. That's great. Okay, so I'll get into some of the questions because you guys did ask a lot, so thank you. Often I'll put it on my Instagram story, so make sure to go follow me there if you guys want to submit questions because I'm going to have my mom on next, hopefully. There's so many good ones, but they're going to probably bounce around, but... You're, you're okay with bouncing around. Yeah, all you've, over you've the place. You've been thinking about this for how many weeks? We're not exactly off to a smooth start. I'm not kidding. Well, okay. No. <laughs> My whole point, the whole point of the podcast is to bounce around, but also I, it's impossible to get, it was impossible to get you to sit down and like talk for an hour. It was always like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then but something I like, came I out. I like the silver lining, the silver lining thing. You got to find silver linings yeah. every day. That That's your job. The whole focus on find the good. Because there is always be good. good. Find ways to be happy. You just have to stay hone in on it. Stay motivated. So How did I'll you, catch up. you and Kathy Quinn meet? All right. So here's the story. I've told <laughs> it many times. I've never deviated from the truth. Sometimes you hear it differently when you ask Kathy, but that's okay. This is the story. I can't wait to have her on and get her side. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is the story. So for both of us, it's our first kind of career job after graduating from college, and it was an advertising agency, Lieber Katz Partners. And um, I had a job. I, I had worked at IBM for a couple of years, and I decided to uh, take some time off. and And then I took a job being a kind of computer consultant for for the executive suite there at Liebercats Partners. So I had a lot to do with uh, the early PCs, personal computers. Uh, worked at IBM selling the first models that they had. And I took that job, and one of the first assignments I had was to build a time tracking system for, uh, actually, IBM, which was our client. And your mother, mm -hmm. Kathleen Quinn, she was an assistant to the creative director. And in an agency, you have different departments, creative, obviously, or all the creatives, copywriters, illustrators, artists. And uh, the creative director and that department wasn't exactly known for, you know, tallying and counting and being exactly accurate with boring things like numbers and minutes and hours charged to certain job numbers and things of that nature. But we had to prepare better billing for IBM, and I uh, put together mm -hmm. a system on PCs using Excel. Maybe it was actually VisiCalc for, for people who are as old as I am. And <laughs> we, we, we basically had to um, make sure that everybody's time was properly accounted for by job, by client, and put that together in preparation probably for some review or audit. And... Kathleen Quinn was given the job by the creative department to work with me to make sure that we got whatever we needed and got the job done. And we had to, like, set up a conference room, work over the weekend. And she gave me a little bit of a hard time, I would say. Definitely gave me a little bit of a hard time. So it was a challenge. And I can kind of remember having to pull out all my, my, my charm and my, and. <laughs> character and, and whatever I can do to make sure that she understood how the situation was and what we had to accomplish and get done. And, you know, we worked hard and got done. And this is like every day, eight, ten hours a day, and it went into the weekend. And I think it was a Saturday, and it was cold. It was still kind of like February, March, about this time of year, but a little colder, probably February. And um, we got talking about uh, going out for hot chocolate. So I asked Kathleen Quinn 
if she wanted hot chocolate. And she said, who is this guy asking me out for hot chocolate? But I <laughs> How old were you guys? 20... 21. One? 21, pretty much. First. You want to go for hot chocolate? Yeah, yeah. We're going out for hot chocolate. <laughs> but, but it wasn't just hot chocolate, so I'll explain. <laughs> there was this awesome hotel that was on Central Park uh, West. And it was the San Moritz, so it was a Swiss hotel. And they had uh, Rumpelmeyer's, this incredible coffee shop. But it was like much more than a coffee shop. But anyway. So we go to the Rumpelmeyer's, and I take her for hot chocolate. And I don't think she knew what she was in for, because they bring in little china cups the hot chocolate, which is literally like melted cocoa. And then they do cream fresh. They whip up uh, heavy cream and make a, a whipped cream. And have now that. I want hot chocolate. And, <laughs> and they serve it in a little silver kettle. And you have your little cup. And we had the hot chocolate. So so that was that was kind of the start. And, and that was the uh, first time that I guess I had uh, asked her out. I was we went say, for a little hot chocolate. I don't day. know if I've heard that specific story. I remember the whole... Um, story about mom breaking things to have. Oh, that, yeah, that, that came like, that was. I love that. Those were a bunch of things, and she'll probably deny this, but it's true. I I would build certain systems. (laughs) Yeah, I would build certain systems uh, that ran on, on personal computers, and then we'd have to implement those systems, and they needed whatever data entry, and you had to do certain things in a certain way, otherwise, you'd have an error or validation on, on your data entry, and it had to be fixed or corrected. And I swear, she would do things like break the system or make things go really, really badly. So I'd have to come down because I was on the 41st floor and they were on the 17th floor. And I'd have to get in the elevator, switch elevator banks, go to that 17th floor and, and kind of debug or fix. Like, you know, like PC support. But way back in the early days, she only had a few PCs in each company. And... Um, yeah, I, I really think she sabotaged the system, so I would just have to, to come down you. and just come there and fix it. So I kind of got. I love that. that story, though. That's I, how I say that I, they met. I, I, I work. Be- I believe that is absolutely true. So it'll be interesting when you ask Kathy separately how she tells the story <laughs> because that's exactly what had happened. I think it's so interesting too because you guys met at work and now you guys work together, and I know, for me growing up, like that was always my norm. I was like, oh, my mom and dad work together. And you guys do everything together, you commute together and everything. So when other people would be like, oh, like my mom does this and my dad does that. I was like, wait, your parents don't work together? I thought like all, like I thought parents work together. And I realize now how much of like an anomaly that really is. It's funny you say that because it, it really is an anomaly. But for me, that was my whole life experience and not just my life that was like generational experience so i'll explain growing up in hell's kitchen we lived above the bakery (laughs) poseidon bakery and the bakery was was started by my my grand my papu my my grandfather michael and in 1923 he had this bakery and then a few years later he met my my yaya my grandmother and they ended up getting married and what happened was I saw my grandfather work with my grandmother every day. So I would leave the house, and they'd be working together. I'd come home in the afternoon. They'd working together. I'd go out with friends. They're working together. And then my mom and dad, my dad ran the bakery as well, and then they would work together in the bakery. So I saw that. And then when I decided to join Kathy and her advertising agency, so we worked together every day too. So three generations, husbands and wives working together, but... Believe me, it's an anomaly. A lot of people I've spoken so to, true. a lot of friends, a lot of neighbors, a lot of guys say, how the heck can you do that? And it's not for everybody, and it's not easy, but it can be 
you know, I, awesome. I never put two I've and seen. two together that obviously like Nona and Nona worked together in the bakery their whole lives. See? Papu, oh my gosh. It takes a while for you to understand life. That's why sessions like this are so good. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I knew it. Like, I knew them separately, but I never really connected them because for me, I always thought it was such an anomaly. But yeah, there are, in no. our family, like, that is exactly. on your side. That's how it went. I, I would say it's very much an anomaly it's very rare it's probably not recommended for a lot of couples maybe it's not good for longevity but <laughs> but in my experience three generations you know I've, I've seen i've seen yaya and papu work together mom and dad work together and now your mom and i working together so that's i love what it happens. Well, you said there were a lot of questions a lot of people wanted to see this podcast that, thank you by the way i I, I'm, I feel flattered but you know you're a fan favorite. People always are like, I'd subscribe to your dad's channel. I'm like, what about mine? I, you know what? It takes a lot of work to put together a channel, to put together you know, a vlog, to put together your website, to put together podcasts. Podcast. Anything done well, there's usually so much that goes into it. And I'm learning it the hard way. But that's why I named it all over the place, just so you guys know exactly what it's It's very fitting, into. the title, fitting. all over the place. It's fantastic. Very fitting. All over the place. This was delicious, but I maybe should have made it a double to last for I know, this I podcast. know, I made a big drink. Don't worry, I have something up my sleeve. What are you drinking? Campari oh, with favorite. Sicilian um, mandarin soda and mandarin cherry. Mandarin lemon soda. I is saw that, that what that is? Yeah, that was good. And cherry hard seltzer. Want to try it? Wow. You're, I mean, a, you're a little all over the place. Yes, you? that's me. But it <laughs> tastes amazing. Okay, this is so not. Corona coronavirus accepted. accepted, but I've already, you know, made my bed. The pod is here in the house. He drank one we of my drinks in the fridge, so you've truly already. Oh, wow, that's kind of nice. Right? And not too sweet. What yeah. sports but, did you used to play during childhood or in school? That was pretty easy. Anything that could be played in city streets. So it was roller hockey, stickball, punch ball. Handball, paddle ball. What the hell is punch ball? You never heard of punch ball? No, what's punch ball? You have a, <laughs> you have a pink you have a pink spalding. You've heard of spalding? Yeah. So it's that pink spalding. Like, yeah, ball. the bouncy ball. Yeah. And and basically you set up bases best you can, home play first, second, third, but instead of using a bat, you drop the ball once and you punch it. What? And you get to punch it any way you want. That I've never ball. heard of that. You've never heard of punch ball? Punch ball? No, we played kickball. Well, we, we don't have as much space or big fields, so we did <laughs> punch ball. And you could do it inside like a basketball court or in between the three handball courts or wherever you found space. That's incredible. You played punch ball. And that was that was a game. Okay, and so if there's you've one... You've heard of stickball. Yes. Football we played, but not not football like you would know with full equipment. This was... Two-hand touch in between sewers on the street, in between the red lights, because there weren't a whole lot of playgrounds, and there's not a whole lot of grass, especially in Hell's Kitchen. But, you know, we would uh, do whatever we could. If there was one dish that you had to prepare to impress a king or queen, what would that be? Impress a king or queen? Uh, I don't know about that. I'd probably... Just uh, say, hey, mom, let's have some spanakopita. <laughs> Bring it from the Poseidon Bring it bakery. from the bakery, yeah. The spinach cheese and feta pies and the cheese pies. All right. What was the purpose of the clap? So I can sync up video okay. with a video because I use separate, you know? Nice. I like those little yeah. techniques. I knew there was something to it. 
Bean D says, can I just say Mark is amazing and what is his favorite food beside balut? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really good. My favorite food. That's like an impossible question. I me. hate when people ask me that question. I love like all types of food from all types of countries and everything matters. Like where are you? What ingredients do you have? What time of year is it? What is my favorite food? Man, I don't know. And a little bit of, of background. Way. He grew up, if you don't know this, um, my dad grew up in Poseidon Bakery. It's been in our family. It's a Greek bakery, but we're not Greek. Actually, no, no one should tell us. Raised that. with a Greek heart. Papu raised with a Greek heart, but he grew up in a bakery, so food has been I your entire up life. I grew in a kitchen. Literally, when I was an infant, I mean, literally, I was in these big sheets. They were called sedonias, and they were used to like make the the filo dough, that paper-thin dough, and they would just throw a warm sedonia coming out of the dryer in a big pot and just stick me right in that pot, and I'd be there with everybody making whatever, spanakopita, curapieres. So food means a lot. Yeah, everything. We just watched. So could you pick a favorite or just not possible? Pick. So what was the question? What's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Aye, aye, aye. They also said you were amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, I, I don't have a favorite food. You got to give me a situation or yeah. a, a time of year or a place or a <laughs> we mood. We can't pick one. Like, say, what's your favorite sandwich or say, what's your favorite hot Pizza dog? Pizza topping. Well, yeah, you could do any of those I can answer. So yeah. I'll, I'll shock you. My, my favorite sandwich, and this is another New York thing. I don't know if anybody remembers Yorkville or Yorktown. So my favorite sandwich is a great couple of slices of either Jewish rye or pumpernickel bread and then mustard, a nice hot deli mustard, red onion, Sorry, guys, you can liverwurst, hear and maybe some Munster cheese on top. That is like my favorite. That sounds favorite weird. Sandwich. It's so good. So Munster, liverwurst, red onion, hot deli mustard, and then a nice Jewish rye or possibly pumpernickel. I can go mm -hmm. either way on that one. And that's my favorite sandwich. That is not what I picked. I know. I, that's why you asked me. <laughs> that's why I All right. Nisi wants to know, what is your favorite thing about each of your three kids? My favorite thing about each of my three kids. All right. You're putting me on the spot for sure. Favorite thing. Well, let's start with Quinn. He was born first. And uh, it was important to both Kathy and I to raise him to be an independent thinker and be independent and here we are working very hard he's about five or six years old we dress him all up to take him to his first day of kindergarten and make a big deal about it you know take the morning off and we get to the parking lot and uh, it's a big deal for for Kathy and I and yeah, he your basically first kids going to school. We, we pull the car in and we stop. The school's right there about 100 feet away. And Quinn just leans over between us. Mom, Dad, I love you. Thanks so much for bringing me to school. But whatever you do, don't hug me and don't kiss me in front of everybody. And he gets out of the car and he waves. I got this and takes on. So my favorite At five thing. five years old. Yeah, five years old. So my favorite thing about Quinn is that he's independent and he's going to be just fine wherever he is and whatever he does. <laughs> I pretty much... Don't yeah. hug me, don't kiss me. I got a lot of stories. And we, and we hug and kiss all the time, yeah, like every like, time we see each other. But it was amazing that he himself came out with that. And at I have five, say, like most people in kindergarten are like, Mom, don't leave me. Like, it, walk me into the room. It was, um, 
I guess not unexpected now looking back with all my years of experience. But it was shocking then? But it was kind of devastating, especially for mom. It was totally devastating. I just looked at her and like was kind of at a loss for words and said, boy, that was anticlimactic. Oh. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. Okay, what so, about me? My Middle fa- child. My favorite thing. Only girl. My favorite thing. Can't about, pick just one. I know it's my favorite, My favorite daughter, the best daughter I've ever had. I love that line. <laughs> so silly. I, I just think, um, you know, one of the lessons that I got from my mom and dad was the ability to love. And Lane has a tremendous ability to love. She's really sweet and uh, she knows how to love. So you can't do much better than that. Love so that. that's my favorite thing. Favorite thing about Shane. Well, this isn't fair, but Kat Lane on the vlog, I hope you guys have seen this, found this incredible footage from some family vacations. <laughs> yes. My favorite the thing about vlogs. Shane is, you know, he could be very articulate at times. It's rare, but he can be very articulate at times. And my favorite was we were we were hiking together. We wanted to make it to the end of the canyon. And Shane was like, I have some reasons. We have to go back. Why do you have to go back, Shane? I'm tired. My legs hurt. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty and my time. I'm tired. No, that, that's not my favorite thing. My that's the cutest thing, you guys. I'll link it right you, on the channel. You, you, you have do want to wanna see it that. It was awesome. But I'd say my favorite thing about Shane is that he has the ability to put his mind to something, set a goal, and achieve it. Not just want it, but understand the steps of what it takes to get to what you want and actually do it. So that's a pretty awesome quality. Yeah. My little, my little D1 He's a lacrosse D1 player. Athlete. But pretty you guys awesome. know that because he was the first guest on this podcast. Yeah, when I was coaching he and his friends from third grade to eighth grade, I think it was about fourth or fifth grade, he told me he wanted to play lacrosse in college. And I was like, okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah okay. That's, that's great, Shane. That's great. Let's let's do these drills. Let's practice. You know, and, and, and here we are, you know, 10 years later, and he has accomplished that. So that's way up there. Alyssa asked, what do you enjoy most about being a father? What do I enjoy most about being a father? Wow. Hmm. I don't know. I guess part of it is you're so needed in so many ways, even if your kids don't know how much you're needed. You are. And uh, I know. I had to beg you to be on this podcast. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Favorite thing. I think just watching that cycle of life and, and if it goes right, you know, how you can all in in impart so many very, very important life lessons, I guess is the favorite thing. It's a challenge and it's forever. And again, it's not easy. And, and uh, you know, I don't think there's any one way to do it. So to all the dads out there, keep doing your best. This is a funny one. Alyssa also asks, how would people who knew you during high school describe you? I already, I I'm almost of... sad that I don't have more contact with friends I had during high school. But but you still keep. But I will say I'm blessed because I have right now five guys that I've known basically since kindergarten, definitely since kindergarten and third grade. And a matter of fact, I spoke to them all yesterday, which is incredibly rare, and I loved it. Um, the upside of this quarantine yeah the upside a little time to think and reflect so the question is how would people who knew you during high school describe you come on i'm thinking of one word in high school one word in high school the one word and everyone knew you for it i don't know i'm also that i don't know no no what short (laughs) yeah well 
<laughs> yes. Come on. Okay. No one knows the story. All right. So, so people don't know this. I wasn't just short or small. I was the number one shortest male in my grade from kindergarten until probably junior year high school. And you know this if you went to a Catholic grammar school. Like, you line up in size order. Why? I don't know. Yeah, that's so me. <laughs> like, every procession, the May procession, First oh. Communion, Confirmation, even just going to Mass, every Mass you take, you kind of line up in size order. I don't know what the hell that's about. But... Just because you can easily do it. So I was ready. I was always a front runner. What am I going to say? I was always up there in front of the line. That's amazing. Leader of the pack. So, uh, yeah, I was the shortest the shortest male in school from kindergarten. And how short? Well, when I went to high school, and I was a decent basketball player, I was 4'11". So as a freshman, I was in high school at 4'11". I can't tell you how short that is. Oh, yeah, I can. remember looking at pictures. And, you know, being short is one thing. Feeling short is something different. I never felt small. I never felt short. You always had a big personality. I remember getting together with my friends and we're looking at pictures and I'm like, guys, why the hell is everybody standing on a milk carton? And they were just laughing at me. Say, what do you mean? Because you don't like, remember like, it that way? I wasn't even up to anybody's shoulder. And, and it was like, Mark, you were like the smallest guy in school. I said, damn it, I don't remember that. You know, Tall person funny. personality. Yeah. I definitely have that, but I'm 5'2". <laughs> uh, it's awesome. awesome. Stephen Foster, Kevin's cousin, asked, what are some keys to your success that he or anyone can use in their own life? Yeah, that's not so hard. Basically, every day, start over and do your best at everything you do. Every hour, every minute, just do your best. That's really it. It's really not that hard. Hmm, I like that. Um. <laughs> oh, and I can borrow from my favorite line of any song ever by James Taylor, The Secret to Life. Secret to Life is enjoying the passage of time. That's so funny. I was just thinking about that this morning. Any fool can do it. There ain't nothing to it. My dad used to always say that, and That's it really favorite. sunk in because it's like, it's true. If you're always thinking like, oh, I want to, I can't wait till next week because I'm gonna do this, and I can't wait till next year because I'm gonna do this, and especially in this quarantine, I was really thinking about it. That it truly is like, if you can enjoy the passing of time when we're all quarantined in our own homes, you really can find happiness. And everyone's complaining that they're bored and everything, but. There's so many little things that I think are so great in this bad situation that like you can find the silver lining in. That is a good line. Enjoying the passage of time. Um, Alyssa wants to know, is there something that you wish you had experienced that you haven't yet? He didn't want to go skydiving with us. We asked. Uh, there were reasons for that too. Being a good father, being responsible, <laughs> you have life insurance for your kids when they needed it. You, you can't go skydiving. It would it would cause you to forfeit your life insurance. Okay, There's yeah, all but sorts what's of something decisions. that you would want to experience going to the Philippines? Something that I'd want to experience that I haven't? Traveling with me. I like that idea, especially now that you can like put your feet in the sand and you can enjoy I think Grandma's things. rearranging the kitchen. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I haven't answered the question. Uh, I try not to regret too much. So maybe there's things I want to do more, but there's nothing that's like, oh, I'm so upset I never did that. I don't have one of those things. But I think, I think let's get this coronavirus over with. I think, I think travel. I want yeah, to get back out and travel. Yeah, you want to go to Asia. I, I do. I do. There's a He's lot of... He's never been to Asia. Well, I have been on technically... The, I have been on the continent of Asia, but only at 
Turkey or That's Istanbul not the same culture. and just crossed the uh, Bosphorus there and then basically yeah. stepped on the continent uh, and I, of Asia. I also say this because we love Asian cuisine across the board, like from Thai food to Vietnamese food, I love Filipino food he's tried, so oh, yeah. it's different, I had obviously. lumpia the other night. Indian food we ate the other day. It's like you have to go there and try it there. I mean, you know, the whole thing with traveling for me is like food. Like that is how you learn their culture. India. Yeah, I miss You're supposed India. to make momos. We haven't done that. That's Nepal. Yeah. Nepalese. That was awesome. Jose from, that I met on our Peru trip asks, what's for dinner? Tonight? Yes, tonight. I didn't figure it out yet, but I think we're going to go with a little Asian flair for sure. We're probably going to have some kimchi dumplings and we're gonna have some pork and scallion dumplings we have spicy kimchi bao buns oh i didn't know we're that. really That'll not slumming nice. at this quarantine um and i've been stocking up on a lot of food we also not hoarding but preparing we also have um from thanks to marie and ed we have oh, yeah, zucchini, some parm. zucchini parm so that really is oh, that mixing. makes it that's a lot of mixing right That's a lot of mixing. That's a lot of mixing. If Maria's watching, you know where I got that line. But That is a lot of mixing. But we will figure it out. So great question, but uh, that's for after the podcast. I'll go see what's in the kitchen <laughs> and we'll make it up. I'm having fun because I'm trying not to plan out too much. You know, we're going day to day here and have things to look forward to. Definitely meals are one of those things to look forward to. Always. So we just, um, you know, we go for it. Like today was awesome. I made home fries not nothing too spectacular but you cut some they potatoes up you have onions you have peppers you use seasoning some olive oil and then we had these nice little mini cast iron skillets and you cook them for a long time people and shane had a great idea just take the home fries put a couple of eggs on top of it and put it in the oven and bake it that was fantastic i love those little one skillet meals so that was really great so now good. i now i have to come up with dinner great question but uh, you'll have to check in later to see where we went with it. Jose is the chef. He's the one that sent the wine, the oh, director's cut and everything. So Jose, thank you. A matter of fact, because of that, I have a bottle of your director's cut in my wine cellar right now. That's what we're having tonight. I'm going to make my dinner I'll around. I'll definitely send it to him. Yeah, yeah, do that. Please. Thank you, Jose. That's awesome. Oh, so awesome. then maybe we'll do Italian tonight because we have the parm. And then do uh, dumplings tomorrow. I also have... We have all the time in the world. We have fresh mozzarella. We have prosciutto. We have... Yeah, we could do that. We have a little bit of bread left. After this, we're going to have to make our own bread because bread was disappearing everywhere. So that'll be fun. Okay, so now that we've asked all of the listeners' questions, I have a little segment in the middle of my podcast. I know you've already heard um, a quick rapid-fire questions all over the place. So just answer whatever comes to mind. New York City or L.A.? New York City. Sweet or salty? Salty. Winter or summer? Winter. Spring or fall? Fall. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Don't send any hate mail, but there's just no comparison. Dogs. Vacation or travel? Vacation or travel? Great question. I don't know that I've thought of them as different. I see as vacation as like... When we go to Turks and Caicos that one time and we like chill on a beach, ride the catamaran, stay in one spot, you're on a resort, you're eating one food at the fancy restaurant and you're just there on the resort. And travel is when you go out and venture out and see things that aren't 
catered specifically to Taurus. That's interesting. And you're so getting a little bit more of like I kind of wanted to answer both, but given that explanation, I miss travel greatly. Yeah. I have I have traveled, but oh. since being a father and busy with children, we don't really travel. We really just take a quick break for vacation. And it's, so it's hard. When you have I kids, think I, I think I'm gonna say I want the travel. I'm done with the vacation. I agree. Um, introvert or extrovert? What? That's not even a question. Extrovert. <laughs> Morning or night? That's interesting. I was always, always, always a night owl and then moved from New York City to... There's not a lot of night out. owls. There's not... Yeah, go ahead. There's not a lot of night owls out here. So, so you're asking me morning or night owl? I still like night owl. Yeah. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Mm-hmm. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Book or movie? Unfortunately, movie. I have not made time for books. That's going to go into hey, the travel Hey, movie. We love film on this yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah. We love movie. Comedy or horror? Comedy. Almond milk or coconut milk? Or oat milk? Oat milk. Apples or oranges? Hmm. Oranges. Play sports or watch sports? Or I should say, oh, actually, no, that still works for you. I would rather play. Okay. Do that clap thing again. Explain why that's done. So I need to sync up the, I have two cameras running, so I need to sync up the video with the audio from our microphones. I love the techniques you've learned. While I edit. It's, it takes quite a while. Okay. Hopefully For our outro. I don't. That We got into a few arguments because my dad's like, the numbers aren't that bad. And I'm like, because we haven't been tested yet. True and true. Okay, so I need your help opening them because you said you had a story. Oh, I do. I, I have a wonderful story. Oh, and sorry. We cut off the rapid fire because one of the mics got messed up. That being said, uh, you, you know the man for the most part from my other videos. He is more watched on my channel than I am, I would say. People, the people love you. I, I, I love being loved. Thank you, everyone. Thank love you. being Thank you. loved. Thank you for sending the love. Oh, my gosh. Wait. Dad, you had yourself on mute. But I still heard myself through your mic. Okay, let's start over. I love being loved. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> okay. So for the outro, sorry for that. Well, we've brought in the Corona Light. Yeah, there's a little story about the Corona Light. Um, Corona Light as a brand, has taken a beating over this virus that has stricken the human race all over the world. Um, you guys went shopping for us in the supermarket, mm -hmm. and this was a supermarket that was in New York, so they can sell beer as well as food. And all of the beer that you would want was gone. It was before St. Patrick's Day. I might want a Guinness or something else. My dad's fave. There was no Guinness. There was no stouts. And there was plenty of Corona on the shelf. And I just felt badly. So we're going to take Corona lightly right now and enjoy a Corona. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Okay, give me your best dad joke. Do you have one like... I don't. That was come. the best dad joke. That was it. Yeah, you don't, don't ask me to like follow up after I've just aced it. Come on. If you guys would like... To see more of my dad on the spot, just follow me on Instagram and watch my stories. Because anytime he does something funny, I just throw it up on my Instagram story or TikTok now. Well, yeah, I didn't realize that was true until uh, it was about less than a month ago. I was having a bad day in the office and I live, I work a couple of blocks from Bryant Park. And in the winter, if you have your own ice skates, you can go and skate at Bryant Park for free. 
and I wanted to get a little exercise in. So I sneak out of the office, and you know I work with my wife. That was earlier in this show. And, and yes, she is the owner and founder of the company, so my boss didn't know I was leaving to go ice skating. <laughs> and I'm literally there for four minutes, and I get, I get a text from Lane. She was snapped. Snapchat, yes. Snapchat, yeah, that is this your dad? I'm skating practically With a video alone. of him there, skating. There was like 18 people there. It was 3 o'clock on a Wednesday on a rainy day. There was nobody skating. It was fantastic. And and literally Lane gets a snap saying, is this your dad skating? I couldn't believe it. So it was I, so great. I was completely busted and I just can't believe that. So I guess thank you for watching Lane and I got to be careful where I go, which ties into my story of Hell's Kitchen. Like I could never go to a peep show or a place because people are watching. People are watching everywhere. I don't even know it. Okay, <laughs> so back back to the Corona and opening. Um, one of the things I miss a lot this time of the year are the lacrosse games. Shane playing at uh, St. Joseph's University. I love going to lacrosse, and I love the game of lacrosse, but I love the camaraderie and the family, and we get together. And uh, I was having trouble opening a bottle of Guinness, actually. <laughs> and I met one of the friends of uh, Shane's teammates, and the dad was uh, a Mr. Thule, Jim Thule. And his son, number nine, was the, the highest scoring attackman to ever play for Army, the Black Knights of uh, West Point. And he also was on the United States, uh, he was on the United States Team USA. Nine and, was my soccer number. And his dad presented me with a challenge coin. This great challenge coin is from Mr. Thule, enabling me to open my beers anywhere I go, which is a lot better than other tricks. So let, That's me, pretty great. let me do that for you. Thank you, Mr. Thule. And I thank you, Garrett Thule, for all you do for the country. I just, do you ever faintly think that? Never mind. Cheers. Cheers. I was going to say, when you pop that off, it faintly smelled like marijuana, but I think that's just because in college I smelled that with beer and I equate okay. the two. Okay, now, now that's amazing, right? Because that's ridiculous, but there's science behind that. Is there? There's total science behind that. You, you have this brain and you have these synapses and you remember certain things in certain states and your, what is it, orophory, the, the, the mm -hmm. smell? You were smelling the beer and somehow... Someone must have... Because, yeah, there's no marijuana here right now. No, but it literally, like, for some reason you popped it and I smell, got, like, a faint whiff of it. And I was like, why does beer smell like pot? But it doesn't. We but I guess you correlate the two when you hang out with crazy people If it were colder, if we would swapped it out and it was colder, you probably wouldn't have had as much of that smell. And, okay, I think lastly, I while we finish the corona... Um, well, two more things, but one, what do you think of my YouTube career? Cause I know it kind of happened out of nowhere and I started making videos somewhat out of nowhere. Well, not really, because I kind of remember you as a four year old and I've seen you <laughs> with the camera and we had a couple of early uh, video cameras. What I didn't know was like, I was a YouTube creator 10 years before there was a YouTube. So you guys that, have to that, go watch. That was, that was kind of interesting. Like everyone says, if you have seen the like Jollibee, um, mukbang or any of our cooking vlogs, people are like, your dad's more of a natural than you are on YouTube. And I'm starting to realize where I got it from. So if you go back and watch vintage vlogs, my dad was a vlogger back in 2004. Like for sure, he was narrating everything. He was setting up shots like, okay, Shane, why, why do we have to go back? You know, yeah, like was he was funny. doing everything I do in the vlogs now. So 
I just think it's incredible how everything really does come full circle in that sense. All right. So now back to you, since the question was about oh. you. Hmm? Um, no, I think it's terrific because you, you have a passion for it. Uh, it was interesting. You did study some communications. And, and I shockingly took film courses on knowing. film. And it's kind of nice that you had that interest and you learned that in school. Because so many people say, oh, I'm never going to use this that I learned in school. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. You can definitely use it. It's that is how true. you apply it. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think it's terrific. It's um, definitely something that's a sign of the times. You, you, you couldn't do this long, long time ago. That's so true. It's an opportunity that's there and you enjoy it and keep doing your best because it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to put together the spots, to capture the film, to capture the audio. To get guests to on your podcast. Up. I don't know about that part, but yeah, to get guests on I've your podcast. I've asked you for weeks to sit down. I'm a busy man. I'm a father. <laughs> we talked about this already. So <laughs> and a computer science and a chef. Uh, it's very, scientist. Very, very, um, uh, by the way, I'm being requested in the kitchen. Yes. Everybody's getting hungry. So one we more have to thing. This pretty soon. One more thing. If there was a piece of advice or a quote or something that you would like to leave everyone with. Wow. Or anything that you want to talk about that wasn't asked. Is there anything you would like to? No, I'm gonna wait for more questions because it's nice to be requested. I thought that was very nice. Um, and in this quarantine, I don't know who else I can have over the house, so he may be on another episode. <laughs> I, I might have the time. Yeah. I'm saving time on the commute. I'm saving time on a, on a number of things. So that is possible. And we do have to kind of change it up and find ways to stay creative, stay challenged, uh, stay happy, be confident. Tough one. Tough one. There are a few few quotes that come to mind. There are definitely a few. I'm thinking... Okay. So... Um, this isn't an original. It, it comes from uh, from a, a priest who was part of the uh, Holy Cross. Wait, speaking of priests, my dad put on this. All right, all right. <laughs> guys. And my I mom was, told, was like, you I have was to told take, not to, to do this for the podcast. But, you know, in these times. Just because you brought up a priest. Come on, tell yeah. the quote. This is funny now. <laughs> so we talked about a lot of things today. I was asked a few questions about being a father. So this quote comes from a man who kind of uh, was president of Notre Dame for, I don't know, 35 years. And I might not get it exactly right. But basically, it goes like this. The greatest thing a father can do for his children is love their mother. So we'll close with that. You got I like it. that. All right. I think I'm done. No, I know. Thank That's you. like, drop the mic. Done. Mic drop. Okay, cheers. Let's go make dinner. Cheers. I'm being summoned. That was great. Love you. It was great. What? You left me hanging. Uh, we, we violated the COVID-19. Oh, well, we also oh. shared our drink, so. Yeah, but we're also in the same house, so we're in this together. Yeah. I think you got some point. great stuff there, and I was pretty calm. <laughs> Wait, what? Why wouldn't you be calm? I don't know. Shouldn't people be nervous on camera? Oh, no. You always love the camera. Thank you guys for listening. If you have any other questions for my dad, you can leave them in the comments below because chances are I'm going to have another podcast episode. Um, I want to have my mom on next and then possibly the next episode I can have one with my mom and dad because I feel like it'd be really fun to have three people on at once. If you enjoy the podcast, please support. I'll have the link below, but it's also anchor.fm slash Fable. And for as little as 99 cents a month, you can help keep new episodes coming. I'm also going live on YouTube 
almost every day during this quarantine just to keep a little sanity and have a little bit more of an interaction with you guys. So make sure to go subscribe. <coughs> I did not just cough. <laughs> make sure to go subscribe to my YouTube channel if you guys want to be a part of that live chat. And um, love you guys. I'll see you in the next episode. Corona. I, I like, like Corona. Corona. You know, you know I, really I really do, do like, like the beard. It is. Thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, I think you're gonna like that one. Ha. <laughs> I'm gonna have, I guess I'll just wait for the final edit. I did the best I could. Yeah, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. Just like the name of the vlog.